Hi Mamas, today's episode is sponsored by Promptly Journals. Promptly Journals was created by a mom who was looking for a better way to document her motherhood. They have childhood history journals, love story journals, adventure journals, and now offer a healing journal for someone who has gone through a miscarriage or infertility. Their journals contain prompted sections to make sure you are remembering all of those precious moments. Promptly journals are truly a beautiful keepsake that I write in all the time, and I honestly can't think of an item that I treasure more. Promptly journals is amazing. They hooked you guys up with a code. It's MAMAHOOD15 for 15% off your order. So yeah, MAMAHOOD15 for 15% off. And by the way, partnering with great brands is what allows us to continue making this show. We are extremely picky about only partnering with brands that we have tried and feel will actually improve your life as a mom in the trenches. Thank you so much for continuing to support the show by listening through our ads and for being a part of our mamahood. Okay, let's get to the episode. Mama, a word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Marin. We love mamas, and we love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in a closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms, and that's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the Mama Hood. Hey, Mamas. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm Aubrey here with my co-host, Marin. Hello. We are so excited to welcome Blair Fortney to our show today. Hello. Um, Blair is a mom living in Utah with her husband, Marcus, and their two daughters, Ella and Nora, which were both on our list for names for Cutest our daughter, names too. ever. Um, awesome she names. loves doing anything involving water, hair and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> My baby's sucking loudly. <laughs> um, taking baths and watching movies with her family and a big bowl of popcorn. She has been a mom for four years and now has two daughters on earth and three babies in heaven that she looks forward to holding again one day. Blair, we're so happy that you're here. And I honestly have just, I'm just so excited for people to kind of hear your stories and to talk about what we have been feeling to talk about today. Um, But first, can I please, and you don't have to share this if you don't want, but Blair has the best love story you will ever, ever (laughs) hear. I'm in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So you totally don't have to share, but can you just share a little bit? Yes, totally. You don't have to, but you have to. But you, you don't have, have to, to. <laughs> but please do it. Um, no, totally. Are you kidding? It's I like my this. favorite. I know. Um, okay, short version. How do I do this? So, so Marcus and I, my husband and I met when I had first moved to Utah to go to hair school. And we met and just hit it off. It was like one of those things where I opened my apartment door because he was at my apartment and he was glowing and everything lit up and he was shining and I saw him and I just knew, I'm like, oh shoot, it's you. Like, (laughs) dang it, I'm in trouble. Um, But we dated for a few months and then he had to leave for a mission trip that our church does for two years he left. And we, when our missionaries go out, we try not to write a lot. There's like very little contact that happens. So they don't really have much contact for two years. And so I didn't, I wasn't talking to him. And while he was gone, I met someone else and started a relationship and ended up getting engaged to that person. And um, while he's gone on, while while Marcus is gone, gone. while Marcus is gone, he's not even here. And I wasn't even talking to him, no contact. Um, So I got engaged to this other guy and it just, it wasn't the best for me. Wasn't the best situation for me. So um, around the time that I was thinking to break off this engagement, like this is just too much. My family had a hard time with him and it was just a hard situation. But around the time that I was thinking about breaking this off, I got an email from Marcus Fortney from, from my husband now. And um, he let me know that when he got home that he wanted to pursue something with me. And I thought, oh my gosh, what do I do? Okay, okay. But he sent that email when you were engaged to this other guy, Well, I was right? still engaged, yes. Oh my gosh. Still engaged. Um, but anyway, we started, I broke off my engagement that same week 
the time was crazy, totally oh crazy. Gosh. I yeah. couldn't have planned that any better. But did you break it off because of his email or no, totally. I I've thought back on that. I'm like, why? What was the timing on that? But I I truly knew the weekend before he emailed me that it wasn't looking good. So, oh my gosh. so anyway, yeah, um, perfect timing there. And so I broke my engagement off and Marcus got home about eight weeks later and we had decided in that time that we were gonna get married. He, he has three sisters and they were all like planning a triple wedding. They're all getting married on the same day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so the, his, one day his sister just jokingly said, you should just jump in on it. Do you just wanna get in? We could just make it a quadruple wedding. So we thought about it, we prayed about it, and we kind of talked back and forth with each other when we could, and we decided we wanted to do it. So got home from his mission on Monday. We got engaged officially on Wednesday, and then we got married on Saturday <laughs> with all three of his <laughs> sisters. And we had a huge reception in this huge like ballroom. It was seriously princess status it was You're amazing yeah me. but i mean i already have my dress and i already like <laughs> planned engaged. a wedding so i picked my flowers and showed up to my oh wedding my gosh. so it were was you amazing. like okay with that oh i totally like, was sharing the day and everything with oh his, i really like, was you guys was were like on the news too weren't oh, you gosh, like it was like yes. this huge ordeal oh yes it was we were not expecting that but the local news picked it up and then we were on Good Morning America and a few other shows. So that it was wild. So Wait, what? Yeah. You were on Good Morning America? Yeah. For having like the quadruple wedding? Yeah, they were just like, they had never heard of anything like that. They were like, how many guests me? came? I think they said there was, there was well over a thousand people there. We stood oh. in line. Like, I don't remember anything my. from my reception except standing in line. Gosh. And the best part was nobody knew we were getting married. I mean, we had five days. So I told my family, that I had around and told like my closest friends but people would be going through the line that had known Marcus since he was a baby and they'd be like Marcus you're are you're you like too? what are you married seriously you got married too like when did you get yeah. home like that is like so welcome crazy. home congratulations uh, what do I say it was crazy well and he That's came so home and gave a talk in your church right yes as a married next man day as a married man isn't that the craziest <laughs> oh my god it was wild it was really crazy so but. Okay, I just have so many logistical questions about this. <laughs> I don't like, blame you. Photos, because one couple getting married, it takes forever to do like all the oh family photos and stuff. But then you'd have to rotate like bride's family, groom's family, bride's family again is the same family as the last bride. But with family. a different bride. Yep. Yeah. And then new groom, and then like you know, for like the big family group shots, like every like some people were also in a wedding dress. Yes. Is that how it went? Yes. So we had I love this. And like even when we were all getting married, like during the ceremony, they it happens in a pretty small room, like where we got married. So it was a small room and we would just like transition families in and out. They'd be like, Okay, groom's family leave. Next groom family come in. Oh and everyone gosh. just stayed in the same Yeah, we were all in the same room for most of it. And then we had one one wedding like one ceremony at the ball gown or the ballroom and then that was it and then we did the reception so it was crazy but yeah pictures and this is in St. George in the middle of the summer so we were like sweating bullets it was over 100 degrees that day and oh it was insane but I loved it seriously looking back I'm like I don't think I could have done a whole wedding day where I had like planned it and was stressing about things and yeah mm -hmm. so it was like a dream I just showed up to my wedding it was really really I neat love that. so well, didn't he okay so how did he officially propose to you then like was it through online or how did uh, he do it so he kept telling me he's like I am not this is not a proposal like while we were emailing because we seriously uh -huh. couldn't even like call on the phone we talked on Mother's Day on Skype for a few minutes but we were just emailing for the most part so he kept telling me this is not a proposal like I know we're planning our wedding but this is not a proposal. So he finally... Because he still wanted like the yeah, real proposal. Yeah. yeah, totally. And he wanted to ask my dad. He was like emailing my parents too. But he wanted to ask my dad and make sure that was okay. And um, so he wanted to do it in the right way. It was just a little bit backwards. Oh, so like when he got ring, home, he proposed. Did he go buy the ring and stuff within those oh, couple days? I actually picked out my ring with my father-in-law. My father-in-law, like <laughs> him and I were there. And he like, I picked he everything. And yeah. It was That's so backwards, but I mean, it just, after you've been in a bad relationship, I feel like once you get somewhere good, 
you know it you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. like it had been so well, and, like, hard the for proof so is long in the pudding like right two kids later and yep. or five yeah Kids later, yeah. and that's the best yeah. part every time i tell someone that story and they're like uh their mouth is on the floor and i'm like but it was the best thing i ever I did know, like seriously like, we're happy. five years in that's and so cool yeah he okay, is but truly it, the best did you tell me that you did your engagements tell me like <laughs> wednesday or something like no so marcus got home monday from like flew home from guadalajara mexico got home monday night and i like saw him coming off the airplane and we couldn't even hug at this point because it's like against the rules that you hug missionaries so i shook his hand when i saw him and was just like hi how are you doing welcome home (laughs) and then tuesday we did our engagement pictures we like went straight in he got released as an elder and then we went straight and did our engagement pictures on tuesday and it, yeah thing. it was insane it was the craziest week but of my you life dated like three months yeah. before or yeah. something so it's like you'd kiss <laughs> and stuff from it no we did not <laughs> you <laughs> never kissed <laughs> oh this is so embarrassing no you we never didn't kissed kiss. before you knew you're getting engaged no well, i mean because we didn't kiss before he left we just were like he really He's was brand like new. not in yeah. that mindset and yeah three I don't know three months and I just love being around him truly I was like I don't need all that stuff we held hands a few times like twice that is like, so did you it. take you're the most faithful woman oh, yeah oh did you take your engagements did you have your first kiss after you took your engagements or was your first kiss on your wedding day it was before it was before we took our engagement so he like picked me up to go pick up his suit to go do pictures and he picked me up and we drove to one of our favorite spots that we'd go when we were dating and he and he said, "Well, I, you know, it's probably time that I kiss you." And so we oh, we kissed there. That makes it even better. Okay, oh, from so, now on, when you tell this so story, you have to say you got home Monday. We had our first kiss Tuesday. <laughs> we got engaged Wednesday because mm-hmm. that makes it even better. Oh, oh I know. It was like a jam packed <laughs> week, but it's so weird. It just worked. Like it shouldn't have. Yeah, but it worked. That's amazing. It really did. And I seriously, Marcus is the best thing that ever happened to me. I, I honestly. That. I just can't imagine my life happening any other way. So, are your parents no and your parents were like, oh, are you kidding? My it? parents loved it. So, my parents met Marcus twice before he left on his mission. And my mom's like, you're going to marry him. That's your husband. Well, and I bet, like, from a parents of the bride standpoint, it was like easier on him. Oh, yeah. Because it all been planned and stuff. Oh, yeah. Right? Are you kidding? They just got to show up too. It was perfect. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it was awesome. But that's. Amazing. This is probably the, the best love story. story I have ever heard. Like in my entire <laughs> life. So I crazy. It. But hey, when it. it works, you just have to go with it, you know? Totally. Follow your heart and, and do what's right for you, no oh matter gosh. what anyone else thinks, you know? This is why I love Blair, though, because I feel like you have such a unique outlook on life. Like you have such a beautiful things. I feel like your life happens cause you're in control of it and you see it as such a blessing. And like things like this just happen to you where you're just like, this is right. Like, yeah. but you've also been through really stormy days too. And you just take life as it comes and you're very good at finding the, the joy and the beauty in the journey of it all. Oh, thank you. So I just, I just love your love story tops all in my opinion. I just oh think gosh. it's so fun to hear. <laughs> Um, okay, but I kind of want to dive into a little bit of that. So after you got married, um, you were you guys living in California or no? We were still in St. George. In St. George. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then when did you have your first? So I we I got pregnant with Ella when we had been married for about four months. So okay. it was pretty quick. Yeah. But it was another one of those things. I'm like, well, we're married, and we the more we talked about it, we're like, let's just not put it off because I. I had seen a few of my friends go through like infertility and and I ju- I don't know why I just thought well maybe this just won't be as easy. Yeah. Maybe it will take time, maybe it won't. We'll just mm-hmm. see what happens, totally. you know. And yeah. I was really excited to be a mom. That's all I've ever wanted to do. You know, I do I went to hair school and I was doing hair at that time, but what I really wanted to do was be a mom. And Marcus totally respected that. Seriously, he is a saint. Um he was so supportive of that always. So we just kind of went with it and four months later I was pregnant so I bl- I blink and I feel like another year has gone by I know so yeah it's been a wild ride for <laughs> sure it's okay so tell ride. me a little bit so after Ella then how many years till you had your next one so I had Ella and 
we, I just, I didn't realize everyone told me when you're nursing, that's birth control, right? You're nursing, you have a year, you have a year. <laughs> that's and then, how I got and pregnant with my second one. <laughs> right? Lies, I tell you, lies. Um, so I'm nursing Ella and I think I'm good to go. And then one, one morning I just woke up feeling so sick. And I was like, this is weird. This is like, I know this feeling. So, mm-hmm. um, so I just like took a pregnancy test. I just thought, I'm just gonna see. It, not, it, nothing is gonna come of this. How like, old I'm was Ella pregnant. at this time? She was just about six months. Oh man. So I'm thinking, no, 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 no. Like, and I was still nursing. Like I, w- I was nursing all the time. I thought, I'm good to go. But I took the test and it was like, blazing you're positive <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh are you kidding me so um but at the same time again I was so excited I seriously had not a stitch of like fear or anxiety I was just so excited because I thought oh my gosh what a blessing I had just had Ella mm-hmm. and so I I had an idea of what this was going to be like and I was yeah. so excited I just I I was not sad for one second I was so excited oh. so Ella was almost six months old and so we just we were like, all right, let's just let's do this, you know. And that's the beautiful mm-hmm. thing about pregnancy. You have seven, eight, eight, nine months, you know, you have time to get ready. Yeah. To get ready. And I felt like that. I just kept feeling this this sense of peace, like you have time. Mm-hmm. I really I always felt that. I felt like I had time. I love that. And then that pregnancy was Jane, right? Yes. So that was that was Jane. Um I was just about 36 weeks and I had my I had a checkup just like a normal normal checkup with my OB and the day before I remember I was sitting in Ella's nursery and I was sitting rocking her and and I remember feeling like this weird I it was like a physical thing I felt this shift in my body and I thought this is so weird and I remember I just sat there with Ella and I just cried and I cried and I cried and I was like, what is wrong with me? This is so weird. But by that evening, I was feeling fine. I felt totally normal. And Marcus got home and we went out to get ice cream with my brother and sister-in-law. My sister said, how, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You know? And I, and I remember saying, I hadn't thought about it at this point, but I remember saying, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't really felt her move today which is weird, but I'm like, I'm eating ice cream, so this will kick it up, you know? Yeah. And I told her, I'm like, I have an appointment at nine o'clock in the morning, so I'm sure everything's fine. Mm-hmm. So I went home that night and I I didn't think too much more about it, which yeah. looking back now, I'm like, Blair, hello, you know, wake up, you're not feeling her. Um, but I, I just went to bed that night and knowing I was going to the doctor in the morning. So I got there and um, they were doing a normal ultrasound kind of more of like a Doppler I think it was just a Doppler at first yeah mm-hmm. looking for the heartbeat and nothing it was just it was just quiet and so I thought oh that's kind of weird and then I saw my doctor's face kind of change and I was like oh no what what's going on she said I think this one's broken this happens sometimes we just it just doesn't pick up you mm-hmm. know maybe it's broken so I was like, okay, but as she left, my heart was like pounding. I thought, oh, this is so weird. And Marcus had just left town. He had just driven oh, no. up to Boise, uh, and I was like alone with my daughter, Ella. Yeah. yeah, horrible. Ella was horrible with you at that Ella was with me, oh, sitting in the little chair next to the bed. And anyway, the doctor brought an ultrasound tech in with like a big ultrasound, and I thought, that's weird. If the Doppler's broken, just bring another little one. But they um, did like a full ultrasound and I remember I can like see it in my head clear as day just her little chest you could see her chest and where her heart was and it was just still it wasn't wasn't beating anymore so um so they told me they're like this happens sometimes we don't know what it is but your baby's gone and I was like no 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 what like no I didn't even know that could happen truly I I didn't well so so, and that far along too like you expect that Something like that will be discovered way earlier or something like right, yeah. babies are born at 36 weeks. You yeah. Know? And seriously, yeah, I was term. like preparing. I was like thinking, oh, you know, maybe they'll check me and see if I'm dilated. I seriously, I thought I was, I thought I was almost there. So I just, I didn't believe it. But then I remember clearly thinking right after I like looked and I was like, okay, this is really happening. And I remember thinking, okay, react. How, how do you react right now? 
And I seriously, it was just, I was like, okay, like this something, react, react, react. But it was just like stillness. I couldn't even process what was happening. You were like so, in shock. Maybe. Yeah, total mm-hmm. shock. So, um, so I, at that point, I, the doctor left and she said, you know, where's your husband? And I said, he's up in Boise, he's hours away. But, um, so I called him and let him know. And that's a funny thing about when something like that happens. I also remember thinking, oh, you know, I have to tell everybody, like, how do I tell everybody that this just happened? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I called Marcus and he turned right around and came home because they told me I would go in and deliver her that night. So preparation started. Did they say why or anything of like, did they? They had no idea. They told me they're like, we will have no idea till you deliver. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I remember thinking, wait, I have to deliver. Oh my gosh. Like I I still have have to go go through through this. Yeah. So that was also a hard moment. I'm like, okay, we just, we got to go through this. There are so many things that have to happen before this is over, you know, but, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no idea what happened. We just had to go and, and they didn't figure it out afterwards either. When, when I delivered her, they, I remember watching them unravel her. She was wrapped in her cord. Oh I mean, it was gosh. wrapped around her cord or her neck probably four or five times, but I guess I make long cords. I don't know why my doctor said some people have big ears. Some people make long umbilical cords. It's just a thing. Like there's nothing we mm-hmm. can do about it. It's just a thing. So oh my gosh, yeah. That and that so was a crazy. blessing. At least I knew. And <coughs> honestly, at least it wasn't something like genetic that was going to affect later babies you know I, yeah. I felt like, like now you it don't was have put to be rest. afraid every time yeah yeah totally yeah and did you name her after she was born or did it was it always Jane when you were pregnant with she her? she was always Jane I love that yeah she was always Jane and once once we held her and saw her she had the softest fuzziest black hair it was like black oh, your girls and are so blonde I know Marcus and I both blonde both like our girls blonde but she had this fuzzy soft black hair and so I remember looking at her and thinking oh my gosh you're totally our Jane like totally our Jane and so that was a sweet moment and her name is Jane Allison and my middle name is Allison so and I'm I'm named after my aunt who lost a baby oh wow kind of in a similar way really um she lost him to strep B in England like years ago before they knew that was a thing and Uh knew how to treat it Mm -hmm. she delivered him perfectly fine but she had strep B and passed it to him so anyway that's so we wanted it to be kind of symbolic we didn't know the middle name until I until we were there and I said this is Jane Allison like it just it made perfect sense but she was always our Jane yeah yeah Okay, so then after her birth, then how many years, and Nora was next, right? Or did you have a miscarriage? No, mis- yeah, so I, after that, I had a nurse, just like off chance I had this nurse who had had a very similar situation. And she, I remember her sitting down with me after I delivered Jane and after they had taken her, she sat down and she was just so sweet, like such an angel to me. And I remember her telling me, don't wait, just move forward. You have to move forward. And she said, I know it seems crazy, but the faster you get pregnant, the faster you can really move forward from this. And at first I was like, are you serious? I don't know if I can do this again. But once I got home and a few days had gone by, I thought, no, we need to. I've heard that a lot for all kinds of like infant loss. Yeah. I, I mean, infant loss is all over the board. It can be like early or late or even like losing I just happened to know a family that lost a little girl to cancer recently who was only, she was less than a year old. And they did the same thing. They like immediately got pregnant and they said like that was what they felt was the best way to help them recover. Like I've just heard that a lot, which is not what you'd think it would be, but. No, and I honestly, my doctor at the time advised me to wait. She said, you really need to, well, it's like what you hear after you have a yeah, baby. They're yeah. like, give it takes nine, ba- nine months to grow, baby. Like give your body a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but at that point, I'm like, this just has to be between Marcus and I, it just has to be our mm-hmm. choice. And Marcus felt the same way. He's like, no, we, we can't stop. You know, if we stop now, when do you start again? Yeah. When mm-hmm. does the fear ever go away? When do the doubts ever go away? Mm-hmm. And I don't think they do. So for us, it was just move forward. Yeah. But at that point, it took us, I think it took us five months after we had her to get pregnant again and I was so excited I I couldn't believe it I'm like okay yes this is awesome um and then we lost that baby on Christmas Eve and I was like 
I don't know exactly how far along I was. I think I was like eight or nine weeks with that one, which is still just brutal. I'm like, yeah, people yeah. ask all the time, well, which is worse? I'm like, Oof. I don't know. Miscarriage feels Losses. very lonely and yeah. very yeah, just different, yeah. you know, because yeah. nobody knew. Nobody knew I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of, I don't know. You just feel like lonely. Your own, yeah. 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 And man, that's painful. It's painful and it's hard. So that was five months after I had Jane. And then three weeks later, I found out I was pregnant again. And this is Nora. And this is Nora. This is our little, our little munchkin right now. So how far apart are your girls then? They are just over two years. Okay. Just over two years. Which is all of that happened so fast. Like you, that must've been just, I don't know, those two years are the ringer for you. Like delivering a baby, your first baby, and then getting pregnant, going through pregnancy, going through two losses of different kinds. And then the joy that comes after that. Yeah. I mean, totally. It was a long, and I mean, it's, that's the other thing is you think that, you know, child, like child loss, if someone's going through that, that that's like the only thing, but there were so many things. I mean, life is still crazy. Life still like hands you things at the wrong moments that you can't deal with. So it was like, yeah, it felt like two years of just getting through. Well, you and know. you're basically still newlyweds and yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. you <laughs> totally. have a toddler. Yeah. And like the first two years of having a kid oh. in and of themselves are rough because you're just figuring out how to be a parent too. So Yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally. Long long two years for sure. But truly looking back, and of course hindsight is twenty twenty. When you look back you can see it so much more clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But looking back I think like what an incredible two years that was just, I, I feel like that was such a growing time for me mm-hmm. and for Marcus, for our family. We, I mean, we definitely, we know where we stand now, you know, yeah. like we, that was just solidifying for us in a lot of ways. So um, something that I get asked a lot is after you've lost miscarriage or your 36 week, um, how, when you got pregnant again, what helped you overcome the fear and anxiety of it? That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Um, I, I don't know if I have the answers for that one yet, truly, because I was just talking to my husband about this. I, I was telling him, I'm like, I don't know. There's got to be a balance where your life experience and things that you've gone through teach you, you know, help you grow. And, you know, we gain knowledge as we go. So there has to be a piece of you that can be real and say, like, this is amazing. But I have to understand that, like, there are, you know, there are things that can come. This might not just be perfect like I expected. Mm -hmm. But then also, on the other hand, just love every second. Because who cares? Like, who cares if you lose it? Or, you know, like, that sounds awful. But just enjoy every second Mm -hmm, because thinking back on the beginning of this last pregnancy that we just lost um, at the beginning of this year, I think, why didn't I just enjoy it? You know what I mean? I'm like, I had almost 16 weeks to just be pregnant and to feel the kicks and to be in that moment. And I feel like some of the time I wasn't because I was so worried. And so I don't know. I, there has to be a balance though, that Mm -hmm. where your experiences do teach you and, you know, you have like a real side, Mm -hmm. but then also just enjoying every second because you never know. You just have to enjoy what you have. You can enjoy those times that you are holding the baby. I totally agree. Totally. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I just love, I mean, your whole story is just full of a lot of hardship, but also so much joy. Like even just hearing you talk about it, you, it like the things that you have said has totally ripped up my heart, but also just the way you, talk about it in the way you embrace it and have like taken on your trials, I feel like is so, what's the word? Just so graceful. Graceful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just are so mm-hmm. graceful about it and so mm-hmm. faithful and like hopeful. Through well, it and all. I wish everyone could just see you tell the story yeah. too, because you just like, um, I don't know. There's just something about you that really just radiates this like gratitude through it all, which is just really amazing. And, you don't see that a lot when people are talking about their trials, which is okay because everyone does with it differently, but it's just inspiring. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. You're amazing. You're too sweet to me. that you probably wouldn't say that if you were living with me through some of this. I'm like, oh my no. gosh, my family. Our husbands see everything. No. <laughs> oh I think you're amazing. So we had kind of mentioned, and maybe let's go over these points that you had you know, sent to me earlier, just about finding joy in that journey. Um, maybe let's just dive into those real quick. So you had you have a kind of a list. So let's just dive into the three things that, that you have for finding joy in it. All. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I've I've really been in a reflective time the last like six months mm-hmm. um, because about six months ago we lost another baby at around 16 weeks and so I've just and like with my due date coming up and yeah. just mm-hmm. like milestones coming up that yeah. sometimes like take your breath away and make you think okay I have to get through this like how do I do this mm-hmm. um, it's been on my mind a lot and so just a few things that I've thought is the biggest thing for me is that I have to be okay with not just being okay. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to sit with yourself when you're not okay. Mm -hmm. It's hard to sit there and be like, okay, (laughs) what, like, how am I feeling right now? And Mm -hmm. why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. And sometimes to not see the end of that, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's, but I have had to learn that it's just okay. It's okay to not, be okay like I know people say that a lot but it really is true you just don't hold yourself to that high of a standard like Mm -hmm. you're not perfect and you have nothing to prove like you are going through this on your own timeline and nobody else can tell you the right way to do it because there's no rule book for Mm -hmm. it and nobody has been no through anything because nobody has been right where you are right now and so there's no rule book. There's not someone standing there saying, okay, you're feeling this right now and it hurts, but you know, now do this and now take this step or whatever, because mm-hmm. it's different for everybody. Yeah. So definitely just being okay with that. And there's something so powerful about that because especially as women, I don't know what it is about us, but we just put this standard on ourselves about like putting on a happy face and being fine all the time and trying to be like, the I don't know the rock of our family that keeps everyone happy and um sometimes we have to be the broken struggling person and let other people help and love and serve us and that really takes like a lot of humility Mm -hmm. sometimes to step down and be like I'm not okay I'm sad I need this I need time I need whatever and but I don't know I just think that really has to come first before you can get better is to admit where you're at and what you're feeling and allow yourself to feel the -hmm. grief or feel the hardship or feel the whatever it is because it won't just go away by pretending it's not there like it's oh no it's like Mm -hmm. and maybe it will like hide away again but then it pops up and you're like oh no (laughs) so really like a lot of things like that until you just get through it and feel your way through it like go through whatever it is that you need to it's just gonna keep popping up, you know? And even sometimes after you've dealt with things, sometimes you feel like, okay, I, I think I'm good, I think I'm good. Yeah. And I think I'm better. And then all of a sudden it will just pop up again. So just, it's not always going to be pretty. It's not always gonna be perfect. And we have to allow ourselves that. We have, we have to. Yeah, for sure. Something that it reminds me of, and I think I've maybe mentioned this in a previous episode with Heidi Swap talking about when she had um, gone through losing her son and that grief she felt, but she talked about the power of the word and, because I think she was grieving for a long time and then she mm-hmm. like, she realized she could have grief and joy totally. and you can have both. Like you can't, it's, and I think it's, it kind of goes hand in hand. Like some, they're like with my miscarriages, I didn't ever want to quite move. I wanted to not have to feel how I felt, but I didn't want to move on from them because I totally. felt like they made such a big, part of me and so mm-hmm. I think but I'm but I'm not like grieving how I was when I was going through them so right. I just love that the power of the word and you know you can you can be grieving and have joy still and I feel like you're a great example of that I love that okay so tell us your second one okay so the second thought is just just to focus on the good and that's easier said than done trust me I know I remember mm-hmm. after after we had Jane I honestly, it was, it was so hard to find the good 
so many days i i lived far away from my family so i would just want i would just want my mom i would just be like oh where's my mom and i remember feeling marcus was like neck deep in school like trying to finish school and um i had just lost this baby and i but i still had a baby i still had ella and i had to focus on her and i felt like mm-hmm. i had such little like not much in my tank and then i was just like giving it away you know Mm -hmm. which in some ways was good but um but I just remember feeling like it's just so dark and there just wasn't a lot of good but every day I would think of one thing and I would try to write it down one thing that I was grateful for one thing that was good and Mm -hmm. you know even if that was just I have a beautiful daughter and she's healthy or you know I have I have a wonderful marriage or I live in a wonderful home, like my home is clean, my, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. there is always good. So you have to find that. You Even absolutely have to. Even if it's the to. littlest thing. Seriously. Too. I'm like, you got to eat chicken nuggets today. Yeah. I don't know. Like, whatever <laughs> it is. Seriously, yeah. there's always, there's and hold on always to that. good. And yeah, seriously, hold on to it and know that, that there's more coming too. Mm-hmm. I love that a lot. Okay, let's hear the third. I love all of these. I'm just like soaking it in. <laughs> um, third one is just don't compare yourself. Like I said before, everyone's journey is going to look different. Everybody, you're not going to look the same as somebody else. And it's like what everyone says, if you, if we could lay our trials out in front of us and if everyone could see what everyone's dealing with, I don't think anyone would go pick up someone else's pile and be like, I'm going to take this. Actually, this looks better than mine. <laughs> yeah, so true. seriously, it's like so true. honestly. And that's one thing when you have been through things like this and you start meeting people and talking to people on a different level than you ever have before you realize that everybody has something and maybe like three somethings four Mm -hmm, somethings mm -hmm. you just never Mm -hmm. you never know and so Mm -hmm. and every time I mean I've gotten to talk to so many women who have been through similar things or really different things than I have and every time I walk away and I'm like okay I think I can do this. I think I can do my stuff because she's mm-hmm. doing her stuff mm-hmm. and she's killing it and she's doing amazing. And like, and I, I don't, I can't imagine myself going through that. So don't compare yourself, like just take what you've been given and, and get through it, you know, do yeah. the best you can and yeah. get through it. Don't compare yourself to anybody else or how anyone else is getting through it. Cause you yeah. just, you don't know. Well, and there are so many people that deal with things that don't even talk about it and don't oh, share totally. it. And I have often been like very shocked to find out what people are going through that I would never in a million years that I wish I would I, and hope I don't have to experience. And so even like scrolling on social media or seeing people at church and even if they act like their life is great and wonderful, they're probably dealing with something too. And it's just so important to remember that just because like, I'm not one who likes to, I mean, now I have a podcast, but (laughs) (laughs) before that I wasn't, there was no, nothing for me to even like talk about my struggles on or anything or any reason to do it. So no one would even know, you know, and I just think we need to remember that, like you said, and just take what we've been given and bear it. Yep. So inspirational. Totally. Tell me, I know we were talking the other day about your backpack Oh, analogy. Yes. I just love this. It just brings it home for me. Okay. So I hope that my friend doesn't mind that I'm sharing this because I totally snagged it from her. But she, we were talking about what you see, like what you see in people, you know, like someone walks into a room and you just analyze them really quick. It's mm-hmm. just what our brain does. You see, okay, she's well put together. She's clean. You know, she, oh, I like her shoes, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe there's something that triggers our brain like, oh, not good (laughs) (laughs) you know like awful but true we we really do um but so my friend was telling me that we're all wearing these invisible backpacks that nobody can see nobody knows what's inside nobody knows if it's overflowing nobody knows if it's like barely hanging on but we all have these backpacks that that are filled with different things and some are good and some are bad Mm -hmm. but we like leave your backpack on don't don't like don't think you want to trade someone backpack and don't um don't think that you know everything because you just don't it's like this we see for what we are for face value Mm -hmm. you know we Mm -hmm. see okay we make these assumptions but sitting here if I didn't know 
your stories, I would have never, you know, I would have mm-hmm. never guessed what you have in your backpack or what you've learned. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So think about that. And just like picture everyone wearing a backpack. Some are really heavy and some are like b- trudging mm-hmm. and barely getting by. So be easy on, go easy on each other. Cause it's, you just never know. You have no idea. It's so true. I seriously, I love that theory so much because I just, it's just, is the perfect example and perfect analogy, um, which kind of brings up, I want to dive into this a little bit too. Um, a lot of times people want to know, like on the other side, like what are some things in, in hardships in general? So whether you're dealing with hardships with adoption or just, you know, there's so many different trials out there that I hope that we can kind of generalize this into that a little bit so that whatever it is people are going through, they can kind of um, empathize with those who are going through hard things, but I want to kind of just talk about accepting and loving those others in their journey too, like what you're talking about. So what are some things like, what are the right things to say? Like, do you have a couple of things you could share just to kind of help those wondering how they can help those who are wearing a heavy backpack or having a hard time? Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I feel like that is something that I've gotten asked so much is like, what is the right thing to say? What is the right thing to do? You know, my sister just went through this or, or, you know, my neighbor or whoever it is, mm-hmm. someone just went through this because mm-hmm. if you open your eyes, it, it's happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not just infant loss. Like some people's marriages are crumbling. Some yeah. people are, are sick all the time. Some people are dealing with illness. Some people have kids that are struggling. Like you just, it's happening everywhere um but and it's hard it's hard to generalize but at the same time i think there are a few things that make it easier to accept other people and love other people no matter where they are along the road Mm -hmm. um and really the first the first thing is just don't try to say the right thing because like i've had people say i don't know what the right thing to say is but and then they'll say this thing and I'm like, okay, that was incredible. Like, oh my gosh, that was just what I needed to hear. That was amazing. Um, and then I've had people really say the wrong thing, you know, you, and, mm-hmm. but honestly, it's hard to say the wrong thing. It really mm-hmm. is. Um, if it's coming from a place of love, if, I mean, cause it's not always going to come from a place of like understanding, mm-hmm. right? Like I've, you can't I've never understand. been divorced. Mm-hmm. I've never like had a child that's addicted to drugs. Like yeah. I just, there are so many things that I have never experienced, but if it's coming from a place of love and understanding and just trying, you know, like that's all that matters. If it's coming from a place where you're like be like being nosy or, you know, like, Mm-hmm. anything like that then then maybe think twice and yeah. take a step back and think okay why am I saying this is yeah. this going to help mm-hmm. um but for the most part if it's coming from a place of love like I've I've had people say things that I I'm like that was just really sweet like they you know they don't have to come from the exact same place for someone to say something that that strikes you and that does mean a lot to you mm-hmm. even if it's just I love you and I'm thinking of you mm-hmm that's the right thing. Don't stress about it. Just Mm -hmm. if you're coming from a place of love, that's all that matters. And I think most people are coming from a place of love. Yeah. So not hard to say the right thing. Don't stress about it. You know, like just love them. Yeah, totally. This is this like totally goes hand in hand. It's do something like if you are feeling the nudge to do something, which I think as women, we feel a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I, could seriously tell you five people that I've thought about today and thought, oh, I should bring her a cookie or I should go see her. I should send her a text message or shoot, I didn't call her back or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. If you feel like doing it, do it. Mm -hmm. Like if it's a good thing, just do it. It's never gonna hurt. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. I think people worry like, oh, what if this just seems silly? Like I remember after we had this last baby, I had floods of people coming to see us it was incredible and I remember one girl that I didn't know very well from our neighborhood she came over and she had like a cookies and cream Hershey's bar and I will never forget this she was like embarrassed she's like I just was thinking about you and like this is what I had and I just wanted to bring you something and I seriously that meant 
just as much as the person who came and gave us like a $50 gift card to Mod Pizza and like yeah. a full meal and like a play date, took my girls and played. Truly her coming mm-hmm. and giving me a cookies and what cream she Hershey's had, bar. Yeah. I seriously was like, you, I, it changed me. That absolutely changed my heart in that moment. And I thought, wow, people are so good. Mm-hmm. So just do something. It doesn't have to be perfect. Or extreme. Or extreme. No, not at all. It all it all means the same. Well, and I think that's so true. I think we do worry a lot about coming across as silly, like you said, or needy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm putting that in quotations. But, or, I don't know. Like, is she going to want to hear from me? Is she going to want to see me? Is Does that person want to be my friend or whatever? But, um, I don't know. I remember having a similar realization early this year having to do with, like, friendship and loneliness that anything you do or say to anybody that's out of kindness you're never going to be in the wrong and if Mm -hmm. even if someone takes it the wrong way or you happen to show up on like a bad day or during a bad moment or something if you were acting out of kindness and love you're never the wrong person it's only if you're not acting out of a place of kindness and love and that should just eliminate all fear of doing anything because if you know you're doing it out of love no fear Totally. And I'm sure you guys have been in that situation. I mean, I'm sure you guys have been in a moment and people are so good. People do things for other people all the time. Like it really is. People are so good. Mm -hmm. So, so good. Yeah. I've been there too. Well, and then I've been there on, on the receiving end on a day where someone is trying to do something really nice and it just happens to be a really bad moment too. And so I do think that if you, try to do something nice and you catch someone at a bad moment or in a bad day too, like to understand like what they're going through is hard and that they aren't, they are going through something difficult and they're not going, I mean, that's not a reflection on you either. Right. Totally. Your last point that you had mentioned, maybe talk, talk a little bit about just like listening or how can we be better at that and loving, I guess, to kind of finish. Yeah. I think so much of what you can do for people is just to listen. Um, As humans, we kind of like listen to respond Mm -hmm. or like listen to answer and to come back with something, Mm -hmm. which is good because that makes us good at having conversations and talking to people and connecting. But sometimes we do that a little bit too much. And and I know I've I've been this way. Um, I remember my mom had back surgery and I remember I was like in the hospital with her and I was just talking about me. Like I, she's literally <laughs> laying there in, in the a hospital. brace, <laughs> a disaster. And I'm sitting there and I remember just thinking. telling her about your day. No, honestly, seriously. I'm like, oh, Blair, what are you doing? Like, why in that moment did I not just think to ask how she was doing? Um, and I just, it's, we're just really wrapped up in us sometimes. But um, I just listen to somebody and and understand that even if you don't, if, if you can't be like, oh yes, I get that, I've been there, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that if you just listen and, um, and love them through it, that, that that's all that matters. It's the mm-hmm. same thing you said, if it's coming from a place of love, mm-hmm. then, then they'll feel that and mm-hmm. they'll know that. And, and also like if, if that person says something that isn't like perfect or pretty, you know, if they're going through something traumatic and they say something that you're like what that was weird or that was rude or whatever just give them break you know like forget about Mm -hmm. it scratch that and move forward because take them as they are totally wherever they are in that moment love them and um yeah just accept that as it comes you know and just love them just love them you know that's you really can tell when when people are just loving on you I kind of want to just, is there, so the majority of our listeners are just right in the heat of new motherhood, like just the trenches. And so is there anything else you kind of want to just share as a message to those moms who might be going through hardship on any part of the scale or who are just maybe just struggling to stay above water, even in just the mundane, you know, like, is there anything or any kind of light you want to share on that? Totally. I just... I just think like, I know I get it. Like I, I know that I don't get everything, but I get, I get it. (laughs) It's so hard. And 
what I think I've learned through everything is that it wouldn't hurt so much if we didn't love so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if motherhood wasn't the most important thing we ever do or the number one, like the number one thing that we can do in this life, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be what it is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You wouldn't mm-hmm. love it. It wouldn't hurt you because you wouldn't care. But mm-hmm. because it is literally our breath, our life, and, and that we've given these children life, we've given these babies their eyes, their nose, their ears. We, you know what I mean? Like we, mm-hmm. we did that um, with a lot of help from other sources. I mean, but we did that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we did that. We so, can take most of the credit. Right? I'm like, listen. <laughs> Like, yes, Marcus, you helped, but this, this is me. <laughs> um, but because they are your flesh and blood, that's why it's this hard. And, and it's okay if it's hard. It really is. Mm-hmm. And, and I can promise, I can absolutely promise that it gets better. No matter where you are right now, it's not going to be the same tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be different. It's going to shift. So just try... <laughs> Try to find the good and take it one moment at a time. There have seriously been days where I'm like, okay, if I can make it till 5.30 tonight, like I'll have done a great thing. Like if I can just make it until Marcus gets home, that's great, you know, like small victories. And um, I promise it gets better. I promise. And it's like I said, I haven't been everywhere. I haven't been where all of you women are. I haven't been exactly where you are, but... I've been where I've been and I can promise that it gets better and that the sun will shine again and that at the end of the day, you are honestly doing the most important work that you could ever do. There's nothing better that you can be doing. Motherhood is such a uniting thing. Like maybe we haven't lost in the same way or experienced the same type of struggles with our kids, but we all love our kids and we all know how hard it is, like you said, to love so much and then to lose so deeply whether it's even just a loss of sleep (laughs) you know what I mean whatever the loss may be because we love our kids so much any any type of loss is is difficult because of how much we love them and I think those are very wise words so let's do some just like fun lightning round questions a little bit um for starters we ask most of our guests this what is just one simple little thing it can be hilarious it could be like a a lighthearted, like a TV show or something, or it could be deep. That um, it's just getting you through your days right now. Oof. Okay, I don't even have to. Think, I don't even have to think about this one. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, I already know what it is. I I got this. Um, the bath. That's. I mean, <laughs> That's, my tub yeah. is everything. Isn't that funny to how me. often that gets brought up too? I think it's oh, I too. bet. Oh, oh. <laughs> it, seriously, even if I sit in that water for five minutes. I am like rejuvenated. I feel like myself again. I'm like, oh, get some good soap in there. Get a bath bomb. Are you kidding me? I and I can't believe I'm at this phase of life. I remember when my mom would get in the bath and be like, you are disgusting. You are a monster. You are sitting in your own filth. But now I'm like, I will sit there all oh, yeah. night. Like uh, yeah. it's just absolutely my my safe time, my safe zone. Totally. And Marcus knows I'm like, I'm getting in. He's like, all right, I'll see you later. <laughs> like, you get there. I'll see you in a little bit. We have the same and, uh, conversation. You, like, crave it. Oh, if you've seriously? had a bath enough, like, yeah. literally, the day doesn't feel done until, like, you've at least, like, oh, at no. least five minutes. Yeah. Yep. Your like, bones are, like, aching. You're like, oh, I gotta get in. I'm aching. Seriously, that, it is a crying shame. I am such a mess. But really, like, that is, if I do nothing else for myself in the day, she's laughing at me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> if I do nothing else in the day, I take a bath for that myself and it is the best. The best. Seriously. <laughs> I'm right there so with you. Good. I know. I'm like bath scrubs on my skin. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love it. It's my favorite. It's absolutely my favorite thing. That's the best. <laughs> okay. Um, how about what are you, I mean, are you a show watcher, a reader? What do you do for like oh media to this decompress? Is kind of, this is kind of embarrassing. Um, Right now, my husband and I are watching the show Merlin on Netflix. You guys probably haven't seen it because no. you're not 12-year-old boys. 
It's so good. It's like this sci-fi. It's about like King Arthur and Guinevere and like Merlin, oh gosh, the, the sorcerer. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds so stupid coming out of my mouth. I have not no, said that out loud. But no, it's we've nerded so out good. over some embarrassing. Oh, it's so good. I was really hoping one of you be like, yes. <laughs> but oh, I guess it's just me. Uh, but seriously, if you're me. looking for a show, watch it. It's just clean and like. But like intense, so it kind of gets your heart pumping. I it's good. It's a good one. So that's totally my thing. And of course, I I'd be lying if I said I didn't love a good scroll through Instagram at the end of the day. You know, I know. It's so relaxing. I'm like, why do I do this? But just swiping. <laughs> so calming. <laughs> but I have learned not to do the bath and the phone thing at the same time. Yeah, not a good idea. What do you do in the bath? I read. I do like to read while I'm in the tub. Yeah, I'll either read or I will literally sit there and soak in the silence. I seriously, I don't have to do much, but I do try to read. That's like when I'll read my scriptures or like just, Uh, you know, whatever, whatever book I'm reading. So anyway, that's what I I like to do. I chomp on ice. (laughs) I love it. My husband's like, yep, she just sits in the bath with pebbled ice. How do you have any teeth left? Ouch. Do you Um, go like get pebbled ice? Or do you have like a maker? Yeah, do you like well, or you just or do what? like crunch dice or whatever? But if okay. I can get pebble dice, like that's that's the only that's way. the preferred. Yeah. Like even just like a lot, like the forty-four ounce whatever water from from one of the many soda shops around oh, here yeah. in Utah. We're so weird and have a ton of soda shops everywhere. Every like I will street. love just getting like a big water from there and just like drinking it <gasps> and just chomping on the ice because pebble dice isn't that bad on your teeth. I know it does break down a lot easier, mm-hmm. but man, mm-hmm. after like ten minutes, that's my like teeth my are like, Stop. pleasure. <laughs> that's me with gum, though. I can't chew gum actually because I get like really? sore jaw, sort of. I don't know. Oh, I'm weird for that. I could chew oh, gum all man. day. I'm bad about gum. Marks is like spit it out. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm I'm bad with gum. But and that, let's see. What's one more fun one? What's your favorite? Or do you have one? No, you go. What's your favorite treat? Like your guilty pleasure treat or snack? Anything chocolate and peanut butter or chocolate and coconut oh anything or like gummy candies i love gummy I'm like anything gummy. yeah oh <laughs> i like love gummy it too yeah so good i just found banana gummies at winco at our local grocery store and they just have like the big tubs of candy and you can just go get a bunch so i just stocked up on a huge bag i was eating them the whole way here i'm like i'm a monster but they were <laughs> so not. good but if you find like a fresh gummy that Oh, so good. there's nothing better than that. The gummy like bears and sprouts. Have you had Ooh, those? Are they like organic, ritzy? Hippie are gummy like, bears? I don't know, but they're so good. They're in like the bulk. They're so good. Okay. Try I will be time. there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch me. Are they open? It's 9.30. I have 20 <laughs> minutes maybe to get there. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to actually have her just share like a win or a fail. Oh, yeah. We do that Let's too. Do that. Yeah. yeah. Where's my brain at? So... <laughs> On our episodes, I don't know if you've heard our like wins and fails. So it can be anything. It can be recent or from before. And if you need a minute to think, that's fine too. And I'm like, um, how have I won? <laughs> that's a hard <laughs> one. How have I won? Um, well, here's my fail is the sleep thing. We were talking about this before, but oh my gosh. Sleep in my house is a real struggle. We're like on struggle street. It's been hard lately. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. Like our Ella is four now. And she still is up like two or three times in the night. And I just, I don't know why. I can't figure it out. She, um, if she wakes up like hysterical, it means mm-hmm. she's too hot or she needs to go to the bathroom. So I got that. But sometimes she'll just like walk into my room crying, like a light cry. And I'm like, oh no, here we go. Mm-hmm. And when it's the middle of the night, you just don't deal with it the yeah. same. So yeah. I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> I'm just like, not, oh, what, what can I do for you? I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you need? What do you need? <laughs> I don't, I'm so bad, but. Um, so sleep has been kind of our flop so lately, hard, yeah. but we're working on it. And I think hopefully now that things are settling down, sleep well, then there's too. a win there that you're sitting here like happy and smiley, despite not I'm getting a lot of sleep. Beautiful. We're not allowed to sleep. I feel like I can, I feel like I'm doing okay, Function. but, um, I'm trying to think of a win. I don't even know. I think this entire episode was a giant win for you. Oh <laughs> Sometimes I'm you like, no, I made it through the day. That's a giant win. Yeah. I did it. Well, we're so glad you came. Thank you. Thank you Where for having me Where can people on. find you? Or how can people connect with you if they want to just reach out and just connect? 
Um, you can reach me at my email, smexyblair.com. Just um, <laughs> no, that really used to be my Gmail account, which is so embarrassing. Wait a second. Back we should all share our like embarrassing. Oh, please, oh. aren't you? Yes. Embarrassing please. emails. I always ask about this because it is the best answer. You learn so much about oh, a person oh, totally. by their seventh grade email. <laughs> Yeah, seventh grade till like college when you're like, oh gosh, you were either I have a to write babe, this down. chick, or <laughs> and like your favorite color or something in there. Glitter what chick. Yours, Mare. Oh, it's so embarrassing. What? Broadway May. Oh, <laughs> I kid you not. Dream big, girlfriend. Oh, I love no, it. I kid you not. I was like, I'm gonna be like, I'm, I'm gonna. I saw Wicked. I'm like, that's me. I'm Glinda. <laughs> Broadway May. Wait, have you? You need to sing for us on here more. No, go yeah. never. Let's go. We, we're gonna have a great showman. Let's go. <laughs> Wait, but yours was Smexy. What? Smexy Blair. Oh my god, I love it. Are you that was like me? the word of seventh grade. Smexy. I think we're Do you the same age. This? Yeah, I totally. Oh remember. my gosh, that was huge because yeah. it was like you were saying the sexy word without saying that. You know what I right. mean? It's I middle school. Because I don't even know that it. I feel whale. Oh no, my like oh. my best friend from middle school, she's gonna die when I tell her someone else said Smexy because we like oh, thought no. we were so original, but. <laughs> Seriously, well I thought in my high school, I'm like, I invented that word, so don't. <laughs> so don't. That. <laughs> Aren't we all that way? Oh, and when we're God. teenagers, we're the oh, worst. No, no. Mine, was, mine was like well thought out. Like I was gonna put it on my license plate. It had enough letters. <gasps> wow. Like, I was, I was thinking I, ahead. Well, I, thought out. I feel like I know this, but maybe not. It's. L U V. Oh, yes. Love. The number two. And then L A F. Love to laugh. I'm so so love, love. Love, love. Love, love. Lift love, me love. before I fall asleep or whatever. Always, Always kiss, kiss me goodnight. Good Always kiss me goodnight. Live, love, love. Live, love, love. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm mostly just on Instagram at Blair Fortney. Okay, so that's awesome. And I'm not huge, so like, don't look at my page and be like, Ooh. oh my gosh, no. <laughs> we are so glad but you came fun, on today. Right? Yeah, I know. thank you guys. Thanks, thank we love you. Thanks. <laughs>